0: Welcome to the Embodied Sounds podcast, where we explore how music and sound add to our collective well-being in mind, body, and spirit. In order to keep this podcast free of advertising, please consider joining our Patreon community. Your support will go towards the creation of this show, as well as original music compositions and recording projects to help us all reduce stress and live a healthier and happier life. Learn more at www. EmbodiedSounds.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Embodied Sounds Podcast. My name is Joshua Sam Miller, and today I'm here with Kavita Kat McMillan. She's a dear friend of mine, an amazing singer, vocalist, harmonium player, teacher, and just awesome human being. So we're so happy to have her on the podcast today and look forward to learning more about her life. Welcome, Kat.
1: Thank you. so great to be here with you. So great to see you.
0: What's happening in your world these days in regards to music? I'm curious how your how your music practice has supported you in challenging times, has it been there for you and if you feel called to to share any any stories about you know how coming back to that um, to that practice has has supported you
1: yeah, absolutely um all we have to do is do it, right? Sometimes the hardest thing is getting to doing it, right? We talk about it or we think about it or we... And it's it works so flawlessly if we do it. And that's the message that comes back again and again, whether it's mantra or kirtan or... Um, for me, my classical practice, um, I study... Indian classical with um, Warren Sanders, who's an amazing teacher and singer and he's in Boston and this you know pandemic time I got back since I wasn't on the road I was able to jump back into my you know weekly or bi-weekly Skypes with him and that's a practice that I don't necessarily like turn around and present to the world but it's the practice that completely clears my head and, and brings me to center And so returning to that has been, as always, so rewarding and and just such a learning experience, really, such a letting go of um, any ideas of I'm doing this for that, right? Because with that practice, I'm doing it to do it. (laughs) And it works every time. It it just does this um, complete transformation of whatever i've got going on that i think is more important or the monkey mind or any of that you know going into the purity of the sound current and having that meditation is like nothing else so the more that i am reminded of that you know the more i know that that's my truth and the more that i can authentically you know offer that when i teach
0: Amazing. Amazing. I resonate with so much of, of what you're sharing. And if, if you could put yourself in the shoes of someone who, who has never experienced that in their life, um, who's new to, to building that type of a practice into, into their life, what would you, um, what would you suggest as a starting place?
1: Yeah, I think OM is a really good starting place. Um, I think finding your home note and your saw your your home pitch and using the least amount of effort possible to hold long tones is just an incredible starting and ending and middle point you know it's like there can never be too much of that so I talk a lot with people about finding a drone and luckily you know we can do that online we can do that on our phones um, because the drone has a way with its constancy, with its like infinity of sound, to just create this harmonic bed that we can lie in, and that can accompany us, and that can really help to to open up just the the, the musical expression, or you know, the vocal expression, or whatever kind of way that you know you want to express yourself it's it's gotta it's gotta come out right you know and there's a lot of holding and there's a lot of um, presumption around being good or not good and all of these ideas and none of that matters if you can just sink into a tone sink into like a long ohm or a long ah, and um, make that a practice I think that's incredibly healing so that's that's where I usually um, advise people to start and kind of guide people to, to find how to set that up for themselves.
0: Amazing. Would you, uh, would you feel called to, to share maybe something simple?
1: Uh, sure. With me? Yeah, let's do that. You want to, um, you want to play around with finding your pitch? Sure. Okay. I'm going to start playing this drone and I'm playing a C and a G for those who are in Music brain in the, in the world and want to know that. Um, I'm playing the, the fifth, the one and the five, the sa and the pa so that we can create, you know, like a harmonic resonance space for you. And then what I want you to do, without um, thinking about how it sounds, concentrate more on how it feels and relax your mouth and jaw. And you're going to use, instead of om, because that takes more muscles, you're going to use the sound Ah. So I'll I'll do an example. This isn't my home pitch, but it might be yours. Um, just letting the sound come out as if it's just riding on the breath. It's like you're you're sawing out the uh, sorry sighing out the sound. So something like this. open your mouth wider. Relax your jaw. A lot of the way that we get in our own way is just by blocking sound, right? So just let the jaw drop. There you go.
0: Nice. That felt much better.
1: It was n- noticeable in your sound, too. Um, so, one more, and just notice how it feels. Just notice the sensations.
0: I can feel it in my gut, in my, in my belly, uh, in that last one. When I really dropped down, it was coming from a much deeper place.
1: Nice. Well, so that's the idea. That's where we start. And then, you know, with more time, we would go up a half step, down a half step, and you would just feel the sensations and then... You know when you hit it. It's the place where the least amount of effort is being exerted. A lot of times people experience emotion because it's it's kind of like a vulnerable place. Um, that's great, right? We want when we sing to have access to that emotion, not in our head, but in just the natural sense, you know. And we don't want the emotion to get in the way of holding a note back or a sound, right? So it's all this process of kind of finding where your particular voice is the most comfortable, the most embodied, you know, it's perfectly in line with um, the name of your podcast.
0: Wow. That felt incredible to do. I, I just want to take more lessons and just do more of that. It was, it was wonderful. It's hard to describe. It just felt so good.
1: Nice. Yeah, it's so simple. And it's so healing.
0: Mm. It's such a mystery how all of this works. And is it okay, not to understand uh, everything? Is it? Is there something there that is uh, perhaps mystical or um, useful to, to not try and know exactly what's going on?
1: I'd say that's a matter of opinion, you know. For me, the mystery really helped to set me free and to, to help me to um, understand trust and faith. It, it, it's, the mystery is really important for me personally. So um, there's all these things that we can learn but, you know, what you just did is experiential. You can talk about it, and you can go on and on. You can read books about it. You can, you know. But when you do it, just like when you sit to practice, there's, a, there's an experience that whether you put it into words or not, you can't put your finger on what that shift is. It's ineffable, and it, and it happens. And for me, that's, that's beautiful and mysterious, and I embrace that. I embrace that. Mysterious side, and I see that there's definitely um, a place for you know study and investigating, and it just depends on you know what your what your bent is. You know, do you want to understand the philosophy? Do you want to understand the the pronunciation of the mantra? I mean, I think all those things are super important, and. Um, But first, I think as Westerners, we need to just get out of our head and experience sound, experience breath, experience movement from just that level of of beginning. And then, you know, because we we tend to start with the head and then we're disconnected from from everything because we think we already know what we haven't even experienced yet. So, yeah.
0: That's such a good point. The whole experiential process of like doing first and then debriefing later around what happened is such a powerful way to learn Uh, something new that I completely agree with with you in saying most of us do it in the opposite way, where we want to know what we're going to learn before we've, we've experienced it. And it it's sometimes worse, but sometimes it gets in the way. And I, I feel like music has been an even deeper teacher to me to to just do it and maybe not understand for years uh, what happened or the power of that experience. Um, does that resonate with you? Have yeah,
1: I- it absolutely I does. And I, I want to say one note that I think is very cool is that you're coming at it from, similar to me, having Western musical background and then going into music that, you know, who that has roots in Hindustani or in Indian music where it's not about how it's written because it's not written at all, right? It's not about talking about it. It's about doing it. It's about listen and do, listen, do, listen, do. So it kind of like putting those two things side by side, you know, it's, it traces the path that at least I've taken into, you know, doing music of, of spirit, which i I feel I'm, I'm inspired by now, um, because it took the, you know, it's not that there isn't knowledge there. It's not that there isn't all of this information that you can find, but it's about simplifying and just doing <laughs> and going with that and trusting and letting go that you're going to fail like 500 times and your teacher is going to keep repeating till you get it right. And that sort of like patience with my own self and love that I feel I would receive from my teachers and do receive from my teachers is something that I wasn't used to because I was thinking, oh, but I need to know and I need to get it right, like if not the first time, the second time. And, you know, this is like, yoga you know you're you're tapping into something that like you're gonna practice maybe your whole life it's not about getting it right right
0: (laughs) namaste ah so true um you, you mentioned the balance of listening um or the relationship that listening plays in to this process of of learning and of of being um has has being a musician helped you as a listener in life and has it kind of affected you in other parts of your life separate from when you're on stage or in a workshop Um, has it gained have you gained a deeper sense of listening ability from your music practice
1: yeah i think i realized i wasn't listening much and I started to learn how to listen. Um, Especially my Hindustani music practice, every time I would start to hear more. In the beginning, you know, you're not even hearing where the pitch is supposed to be. And, you know, little by little, like with harmonics, the hearing opens, and in opening that way and listening so keenly, yeah, I mean, I started to, realized that I wasn't listening in a lot of other ways in my life and um, I think it's affected everything yeah it's uh, it's been a real good lesson in in saying less and you know really allowing even in you know relationship and conversation allowing that spaciousness for someone to express it's uh you know, I'm, I'm working on that all the time, but it's been definitely something that's affected my relationships. Yeah.
0: Totally. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. I, I feel that in, in many conversations, uh, silence is a challenge to experience. Uh, when in relationship, um, whether it's between friends, family members lovers, uh, professional colleagues, creative partners. Uh, how do you, how do you work with silence as a sound and as a, a way of life that, uh, is not intimidating? Was it ever a challenge for you to be silent and how did you start to shift that
1: early on? I I was exposed to Vipassana and, and did a 10 day silent retreat early on. Well, I don't know. I was in my 30s. So <laughs> when I was living in New York City, I went to Massachusetts and was introduced to that practice. And um, I remember thinking, looking out the window, you know, day one or two, like, what have I done? What have I done to myself? Like, why am I here? As if it was like some sort of punishment or something that I'd chosen, you know. And um, that was such an incredible experience. And it's such a, a incredible practice that still gives to me Um, and what I discovered from that the first 10-day silent meditation retreat was uh, that everything was so much had so much more clarity after my voice was like a bell when I sang Um, the colors were just brilliant and bright and vivid it was in the winter when I did that so it was uh, snow and everything was white outside and I remember returning to the city and You know, the, the flowers at the bodegas were like, "Ah!" (laughs) bah but it gave me this taste of, oh, you know, without that balance, we were missing a lot, you know, because we have so much all the time. So that was kind of my first lesson in, yeah, the silence, the silence is really, really important. Um... Now, what I think is ironic is that sound helps me to get to silence. Because I still will have a lot going on all the time. And a chant or a mantra or even a long tone, just like we were doing, held for, you know, even a few minutes, opens up this space where oh, the mind can still and I can, I can be silent and, um, yeah, I was just reading um, How Can I Help? The book, it's by Ramdas and Paul Gorman, yesterday. And it was speaking to that, to this exact point, that once we have that silence, we can listen better. And once we listen better, we can actually be of service, right? We can actually start to close the, dif- the distance between one another and, you know, be there in presence. So... It's a practice, you know, I've always got this little, like, well, I want to say something. (laughs) And I recognize that and I try to like, oh, just maybe, maybe right now just be. So, yeah.
0: There's a lot of wisdom there to, to take that moment and, and ask, does this really need to be shared right now? Is that, is that going to be helpful to the moment? And I don't know about you, but gosh, that's so hard to do sometimes, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think music helps a lot when you're, um, you know, jamming with a bunch of really good musicians. The, for me, what I learned from the best of them that can drop in anywhere is how selective and particular they are about when they drop in and what they do. And that less really becomes more.
2: Mm. Totally.
0: I, I resonate with that as an artist and musician and sat in many jam sessions. There's, especially as a percussionist, I can, I can own the fact that we can be quite loud and perhaps take over the space, uh, for other instrumentalists and vocalists to have a chance to, to say something, uh, so i've I've definitely tried to minimize that in my in my jamming uh and I'm grateful for the you know for the practice to teach me the importance of leaving space for for others uh,
1: fantastic Well, in tablet even that's that's like the hardest hat to wear because how do you perfectly support and and be there but not call attention and you're playing this amazing instrument you know and so it's like of course I want to call attention but like ooh. it's so good when it's just like totally supporting and then there's a solo and you're like oh wow there it is
0: let's talk about that for a moment like the the concept of a solo I mean it's so I see it as a very kind of big metaphor in terms of this conversation of of listening and leaving space because yes, as a tabla player, it's nice to have a tabla solo. That is fantastic. And to be able to have that space defined as the time to release everything that wants to come through. And when you nail it, it feels amazing. And it also feels amazing to have supported the rest of the concert, not being the the soloist not being the center of attention and that has taught me so much about when it is my space to uh to shine let's say and when it's my space to support and in reference to kind of our world that we live in I see so many people and I know myself have struggled kind of understanding when it's the time for for each, you know, experience. I'm curious if you have a similar experience or if any of that resonates.
1: Well, I know that as um someone who offers and leads kirtan, having a supportive percussionist is like the the seed of the entire garden, <laughs> you know, so much rides on that and rests on that and having having a a drummer who's not gonna as a woman as a female singer having a drummer who's not gonna overplay for the the strength of my voice it's like just integral it's so key and um so you know a couple things enthusiasm doesn't always mean we have to be louder or more noticeable (laughs) you know um and uh yeah i think it's 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 about the connectedness it's it's just a different way of coming at being in the world it's it's less about the individual and it's more about how do we collectively show everybody off by being our best piece in that puzzle and that includes when it's your turn to do your thing and then, you know, merge seamlessly back into the wave and and allow for that whole picture to be perceived as as one, you know, one big wash of of colors and sounds and not, you know, individuals that are fighting for their space
0: Mm, beautiful yes it's 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 important to claim the space i have found too when it is your turn and
1: absolutely
0: there have been many moments where i I haven't done that maybe there was a fear or intimidation or you know a bit of stage fright um in a in a concert and and also in in life it's it's sometimes challenging to to claim your space um
1: well and we It's part of like giving, giving each other permission too, you know, cause, cause we don't want to err on the side of, no, no, you go, well, you know, like, because then the balance is off in a different way, uh, you know, it's, so it's, yeah, it's tricky.
0: This is just fascinating to me. I, I feel this is a, a healthy conversation in masculine feminine dynamics. I appreciate you mentioned that. As a female vocalist, I, I definitely want to be supportive as a male percussionist. And I feel that, uh, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of learning there. And I've seen a lot of, a lot of guys in particular um, on the handpan, especially. We get so excited and the enthusiasm just wants to be released, but it's kind of forgetting about what's happening around us uh, and when I've caught myself doing that at times, it's like, okay, nah, not the, not the place for it. And thank you for the teaching.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we all do. I mean, I totally have lost myself in my enthusiasm and like gone off and sang songs that like I didn't even yet teach the band. And, you know, I mean, I've had to apologize and be like, oh, I'm sorry. I just, you know, we get carried away and and that's part of it too. You know, it's, we're not we're not perfect but i think the more that we can make it about connecting authentically and um yeah that 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 we can find the balance in that you know in sharing music and then also just all the time right giving space to the to the voices that need to be heard more
0: and i have found there's something so potent about this genre of music that really transcends the ego and allows for this community connection to arise it's about creating that shared experience in a safe container for everyone to rise Uh, and it is not about the you know the lead singer or the uh, the drum solo or the any of that it's to create that sanctuary uh space for everyone to be lifted and i just have so enjoyed being a part of that
1: yeah absolutely it's a divine feedback loop it's you know because the more that the room is singing the more the the chant is taking off on its own the more the whole band can ride that the more i can let go and then we all come out of the experience transformed we you know we go on a journey together through the night of chanting and we come out the other end and we're all changed not just a performer who's giving out and people who are just like you know kind of passively receiving or even dancing and stuff but it's like no 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 we're asking you to participate we're asking you to come into this with whatever you have to bring it's all okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's a great invitation we don't we're not asked in that way very often you know i mean at least i ask people i say you know do it like sing out sing on the call harmonize like be happy be happy here <laughs> or be set be whatever you have to be to have your fullest experience tonight for some people that's listening but for me when there are a certain number of people that are feeling free enough to sing in the room, there's there's some magic that happens when we join voices.
0: Hundred yeah. percent. I, I have always appreciated your very uh, forthcoming invitation to participate, whether it be, um, yeah, inviting me to to play, uh, you know, with you in your home on your birthday.
1: Yeah, I was like, <laughs> come on.
2: <laughs>
0: Let's play right now. You know that enthusiasm to just sit down and play. I've always appreciated it, whether we're in your living room or on a stage, and I look forward to when we can do that again.
1: Me too.
0: How are you feeling now? Do you do you want to play something?
1: Sure. Yeah, I can share something. You have a you have a a favorite deity or chant.
0: You know, I've been really channeling Saraswati lately. In oh setting up this new studio space and wanting to foster creativity.
1: Okay. Let's see if I can remember how to play this one. It starts out to Lakshmi, but the whole work starts to Let's see.
0: Wow. Thank you.
1: My pleasure. That was fun. I haven't played that in a while. You you pulled one out of the hat, that I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was perfect. Sarasvati. That's why we're here.
0: Can you uh, tell us the, the words?
1: Right. So we start... That is just uh, seed sounds of Lakshmi and Saraswati. So the first part I sing... Om Shri Lakshmi Aye Namaha Aye is sort of like yeah, Jai Let's go, Namaha I bow I surrender I I offer my respect to this energy. Lakshmi is you know abundance and beauty and abundance as it as it comes into our life in so many ways right not just financially but everything you know love and and beauty and. Um, friendships and experience and you name it and then the second half I do the same for Sarasvati Om aim Sarasvati Namaha so Om and then aim is the seed sound for Saraswati, learning and music and art and uh, beauty as well to a certain extent and then again I bow I offer my, my respect
0: beautiful beautiful <sighs> it's a perfect example of the doing first and understanding later experience.
1: Sound is powerful, yeah. I'm,
0: I'm curious what else you might feel called to share with us today, journey of, of life and music and sound as helpful practices.
2: Mm,
1: well, singing every day is a really great, deal to make with yourself it can be in the shower or driving those count um when you start to do it as something that you do just while you're doing that some things start to shift right i i think i i practiced um when i first started studying indian classical music i think i practiced while doing other things for a long time you know whether I was you know cooking or I mean I don't know and then the step to actually just doing that oh that was a big step but uh as a beginning thing making a deal with yourself to sing even for five minutes or making sound you know you can call it whatever you want oming humming humming is awesome you know some days you wake up in the morning and the voice is just not ready to sing or just doesn't feel like it's there that day. And and humming is such a beautiful, healing, vibrational practice. So yeah, I think giving ourselves permission to do that. And for a lot of people, that means finding a space to yourself. That's why the shower and the car are really great examples in the beginning. Because uh, I know I had a thing about well, but who's here? Or, you know, I'm in an apartment and, you know, whatever. So, um, you know, giving ourselves permission, maybe finding a place outside is awesome. Nature totally appreciates and comes around when you start to sing. And uh, especially if you have a drone, it's like Snow White. All of the birds will come around. I mean, I'm not kidding. It happens every time. So um, finding a place and committing to making some sound I think is a really wonderful way to start if people are curious like, ooh, how do I integrate some of this? And uh just being open to what you notice when you do that without without expectation and totally without judgment. Those are the the prerequisites for for that kind of practice.
0: Wow. I love that invitation. I've I've never conceptually embraced my music practice uh, vocally that way where I'm going to go in nature and just sit down and see what wants to come through totally unattached what a beautiful invitation I'm going to do that
1: yeah and you can use the nature as like the the tip-off like you can you can hum to the sound of the stream or you know copy what the birds are doing or you know if you can't a lot of times it's like well I can't think of anything you know hum Om, oh, you know, make it really simple. But if you need inspiration, listen around you. And there's always something, you know, ambient, the the sound of the wind in the trees. I mean, you know,
0: I do. And I love it. <laughs> well, t- tell us um, some more of what you've got on offer these days. Where can people keep connecting with you and go deeper with this beautiful practice?
1: Sure, yeah. Um, My website's always a good place to start, openheartkirtan.com, or you can also get there by my name, kavitakatmcmillan.com. And um, biggest thing on offer is that my album is going to be out, so there's information about that on the website. Um, I'm doing a really fun workshop that is recurring, which is a Chant and Learn the Hanuman Chalisa workshop, Tuesday evenings at 5.00. We're in the third round of it. It's a 13-week workshop because we take this beautiful 40-verse song and um, divide it into chunks, 12 chunks. And the 13th week, we have a Chalisa party and we all kind of share and pass the Zoom screen around. Um, That's awesome. I can't more highly recommend uh, if you want to tackle something that you never thought you could do. (laughs) It's a fantastic... uh, path of surrender and letting go is is taking on the Chalisa and and entering into that practice Um, whether you learn it or not you I mean it's it's awesome so that's happening on Tuesday nights and uh, I'll probably do another one when this one is up we're on week six right now but it's always fine to jump in and uh, that's it I have an intro to harmonium coming up I'm doing those online so every other month there's either an intro or a next step and the next step is just Everybody who's taken the intro, you know, we learn chants and we share and we talk about rhythm and we build confidence and finger patterns and we do all kinds of stuff. And, and the intro class is really great because we do what, what you and I did. We find your pitch, we simplify the hand position. So that's really straightforward so that we get out of our head and we really just can kind of drop into the connection between the fundamental tone and the voice And uh, start to make space, start to make space for the the chant practice to come through us. So there's all of that, yeah, and and, uh, that's all on the website. I have a Patreon um, channel that has, you know, all kinds of lessons and video inspiration, stuff like that. So a lot of people learn through that portal, and then a lot of people get in touch, and I do privates also as well. So it would be wonderful to, yeah, see some of your listeners.
0: Wonderful. Definitely check out Kat's pages. Join her Patreon. Sign up for a workshop. You won't regret it. And uh thank you so much for your time and for sharing your practice and your life experience. It's very uh valuable to, to both myself and our listeners to uh live healthier and happier lives. So deep uh deep gratitude.
1: Yeah, yeah, for you too, Joshua. So beautiful to see all of the things you're expanding into. Always great to connect.
0: And be sure to sign up for the Embodied Sounds podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Listen to us on Spotify. We'll see you real soon. Thanks so much. Please consider joining our Patreon community. Learn more at www.embodiedsounds.com